You're listening to The Phillips File. file for this uh, Wednesday. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. And every Wednesday at this time, we spend a few minutes with Mr. Maxwell, usually talking about things that he is writing about in his column. Without further ado, please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you? Very good. How's North Carolina doing, by the way, in the basketball poll? Uh, I mean, I'm not like, trying to pick on you. I just wonder no, no, where they no, were. We are, it's not the best year. We are uh, 15 or champions. something. But yeah, no, well, I think we're a little lower than 18, 19, something like that. We did. Uh, I will not to see you're going. I'm going to make you regret asking. We uh, did continue one of the more fascinating streaks in college sports last night, What's that? where we continued a. If you can believe this, Clemson uh, came to Carolina, where they have not won in. Brace yourself for it, 92 years. No kidding. We, we play each other every year. And uh, they're on an 0-58 streak at Carolina. Let me move on to one of your columns. Oh, see? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the liquor stores. This was a column earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And it's essentially, well, I tell the audience about this. I mean, somebody might want to open up a neighborhood liquor store. You know, nope. it's the, you know, we like to believe maybe an open marketplace. Let the uh, marketplace decide whether you, you know, succeed or don't succeed. So somebody might say, look, I'm going to open up a liquor store and uh, get permission. And they say, well, you can't do that because you're within, at least in unincorporated Orange County, as I read your column. Is that the, essentially what it comes down to? That is right. There is, there is nothing even remotely close to a free market principles when it comes to operating uh, liquor stores in some places, and Orange County is one of them. Uh, it, I would say a lot of places – now, there, there are sort of standard rules that you can't have a liquor store too close to a church, for instance, or a school. Uh, and But those are usually like a block or, or a couple of blocks or something like that. And frankly, some people think they're outdated, too. And I do. I, I've, I, I do, too, especially when you're talking about, like, an ABC anyway store that it, it seems a bit much. Uh, and by the way, we can you can get anything delivered to your front door uh, right now mm-hmm. as well in this 21st century. But there, there are those rules. But there are a handful of places that do not let liquor stores be very close to each other. Now, there's no, there's no rule like that in Orlando. And some places have a rule that says they can't be more than, like, 500 feet. But in Orange County, mm-hmm. uh, that distance is a mile. Which is a really quite a long ways if you think about it, and and some people will say, well, maybe that's because it's in rural Orange County. No, 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 no. Uh, in Orange County, uh, unincorporated Orange County, that includes places like International Drive. I mean, there there are lots of very well developed bustling places, and uh, this is 
a rule that uh, consumers may not like because you never have choice. If you have one of those stores, you are locked in. You can offer just cruddy service, and nobody's ever going to be hone in, able to hone in on you. Uh, but the people who have those licenses, you better bet your ass they like it. What's the, what's uh, the I mean, what's the rationale for keeping this around? I don't know whether the county commission is thinking about changing it, but I would imagine you're like you're right. If you're a liquor liquor store owner, you're saying, "Hey, I like this a lot." As a matter of fact, I like to have it three miles, but. That's right. And so they they have been – it comes up every year, a couple of years when somebody uh, – and it, like in a place like International Drive where right. a businessman or a woman or an entrepreneur says, oh, my goodness, there's a market here. Uh, in fact, it was a Walgreens who moved – they said, well, I'm looking at this place where millions of people come every year, and there's only one liquor store. Uh, with anything else, if it was shoe stores, convenience stores, right. what, what T-shirt shops, you'd say, oh, let's open up one. And they try to do it, and then they say, no, 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 you can't do it in Orange County. So every few years they talk about uh, trying to – to change those laws, and that's what they're—that's what they talked about doing now. But then you had these businesses who flooded the county commission, and what struck me as interesting, and part of the reason I was writing about it, is we are usually inundated with hearing business owners say, "No regulations, keep your hands off, government, you do your thing, I do my thing." But these business people were begging, begging for the most heaviest regulation possible, uh, banning a business owner from even opening its doors, and the reason was, as we just discussed, because it pads their keeps their own bottom lines healthy. Now, there is there is an argument they have in their favor, and that is that some of them paid a boatload of money because of the existing rules. Uh, they they went to a spot, and they tried to buy, and somebody say offered up a liquor store for sale, and they say, hey, you can buy this, and it's going to be the only liquor store that's ever going to be on International Drive, and so people paid 20 times market value for it. Right. But I don't think bad decisions in the past are reason to keep on doing bad decisions in the future. So, Orange County is talking about shrinking it down, and not hardly at all, from like a mile to two-thirds of a mile, and that's why everybody's going <laughs> yeah. banana. I know, yeah, right? So, like I said, Orlando, it's zero. Like, you can have four of them right at the same intersection if you want, but uh, it's a mile. Well, as, you know, you, you kind of shake your head in, 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 in disbelief to a certain degree because you're going, wait a minute, you guys are your businessmen. You're probably skew more conservative and Republican and... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. pro-capitalism and open marketplace than anybody else and deregulation and all this other stuff that goes along and all the other baggage that goes along with that particular political view. And then all of a sudden, yeah, but you don't want to open up the marketplace. You want to close the marketplace to possible competitors. And, you know, I thought the mantra was all let the marketplace decide. You know, somebody opens up a liquor store two blocks from you and does a better job than you. Yeah, that's the way the cookie crumbles. you got to do a better job. The best mousetrap wins. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's part of why I seized on it, because it sort of poked a hole in this notion. And I'm going to submit that there are very few people who actually want these free markets. And so you're going to have some people going, no, 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 I do. And say, no, you're, you're full of it. You, you want it. You want a system that helps you make most money. And we see this play out over and over in our, sewer, our new economy. Somebody's running a bed and breakfast, and we've written, written about this, and they go, or, or a hotel, and they say, hands off, government, stay out of my business, until 25 Airbnbs open up nearby. And then they're the first ones at the county commissioner chamber is going, you know, we, we really got to do something to crack down right. on these businesses. It's the same. But people say, I, I, want, I should have an absolute right to do whatever I want with my property no. until your next door neighbor wants to open a Walmart or sell it to a Walmart or a strip club or a landfill. Right. Then all of a sudden, hey, government, I need some help. Let me move on. You had a posting, uh, I think, earlier this afternoon about uh, Scott Playcon. 
Yeah, and it has to do with unions, and yes. and I think the 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 title of the of the posting something to the effect Playcon wants to break up union, unions, to, but only yeah. some unions. So right. what's the what's the deal with this? Yeah, what what this is is this is just sort of bare naked yellow bellied hypocrisy. It's sort of more of the more of the union bashing that you all, that you hear from uh, mostly on the right and then Tallahassee, but not all because there are a good number of uh, Republicans who stood up in the past. But it's it's a uh, it's a constant talking point. Unions are evil, and so these guys are always looking for some new way to try to neuter u- unions, except. And this is the point, except they don't have the balls to stand up to, like, police unions or right. firefighter unions because those guys wear badges. Those guys look tough. Those guys might hand out endorsements come campaign time. So they, they will beat the hell out of the teachers' union. You know, they will, they will blame every uh, educational woe, even though most of these legislators created them in the first place, every educational problem on the evil teachers' union, uh, but then they will, you know, attach their lips to the derrieres of the cops' union. And so now what Playcon has done is filed a bill that basically does that. It tries to hassle every union in the state of Florida. I mean, I try to make them file paperwork, try to say that they got the right number of people paying dues to read. Right. And if they don't, they can't can't operate anyway, at least the way they are now, except for there's this tiny little carve out that says my bill does not apply to cop unions, firefighter unions or correctional officers. And what does he have to uh, Have you contacted him? What's the the defense for that? Well, when he did this in 2011, I actually called him and I said, this is just pure balderdash. It's it's just uh, it doesn't even pass any sort of intellectual honesty test. And I was about 10 minutes into the conversation and he said, you're right. And I admit, <laughs> no. I admit it. It got me for, threw me for a little bit of a loop, and he withdrew the bill. And that was 2011. But I got to imagine over the last six years, the Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries and uh, Americans for Prosperity have been keeping on with their union bashing. And so he's come back and he's filed the exact same bill. And when he's asked, he'll say uh, he, he says two things. He says, I'm not doing this to beat on unions. That's a lie. Yes, he is. But let's just <laughs> take him at his word. Let's just say he says, I'm not doing this to be on unions. I'm doing this to guarantee workers' rights, to make sure that no workers are going to be falsely represented by union bosses who don't really have their best interests at heart. Okay, Representative Placon, let's take it your word. If this is really in the union, in the workers' interest, why the hell wouldn't you want to do it for cops? Why the hell wouldn't well, you want to do it for firefighters? There's the, and and, there, and there, there's no provision in state. I mean, it's a right to work state. You do not have to belong to a union to, to, no. to work a job. It is up to you whether you want to join a union. I happen to believe in unions for the most part. I, I and I and I am still predicting a resurgence of union activity. I think yeah. it will come back sooner or later. But I, I yeah. I believe in the concept. I don't believe they're universally good or universally evil. I've, I, cause I, right. frankly, I've just, I've written about enough of them to see them both work both ways. I've seen them stand up <clears throat> and, and be a needed show of force, uh, on behalf of workers' rights. And I've seen them stand up for really lousy workers and protect yeah, uh, lousy and sometimes dangerous people. I'm, I just, I'm sorry. I see it. I see it both ways, but these guys don't. These guys who are, who are trying to do, who are trying to to neuter these folks, and they don't do it with an ounce of intellectual integrity. Because uh, if they really thought these things were good rules, they'd have them for all, and they don't. And when they and when Playcon got pressed during a hearing, which I spent two hours watching. This is what I do at midnight on a uh, at home, which I had two hours watching last night. When he got pressed, he said, "Well, you know what? The, I, the reason I don't want to apply it to cops is I don't want to prompt a labor unrest." And right there. 
in a brief accidental moment of candor, he admitted that this was meant to cause unrest for the workers, even though he was saying all this baloney about trying to protect them. With the well, other the fact of the matter is, and people don't know this when they look at uh, sick leave, that they, whether they're union or non-union, whether they're middle class or working, uh, working stiffs, the fact of the matter is you can thank unions for your vacation time, your sick leave, and this and that, and a whole bunch of things that you now, your five-day work week, mm-hmm. all these things that we now enjoy as employees and workers. It's because of union activities. Unions made all of this possible. You know, if you want to go back to the days of sending your 10-year-olds to work in the mills, I mean, that's up to you. And, and let me tell you something else about that, Jim. If you believe that unions, especially in the state of Florida, are some all-powerful <laughs> uh, political force, you are adult. You are just being played Correct. by either Fox News or some talking points. They got these. These got less clout than a limp noodle because of what you, exactly what you just said. There, this is a right to work state. They, they right now they just they're a boogeyman. Yeah. Uh, re- Republicans control everything. They don't have anything to and, and, and to fight with except themselves. But the one thing they love to agree on is we can all just beat the hell out of unions, particularly teachers' unions. But once again, except when the cops show up, and then we're going to bow down and kiss your feet. And, and we're a big believer in organized labor. I know you'll agree with me that uh, Governor Scott, who uh, the, I mean the word is still out there that he's going to run for the U.S. Senate seat against uh, Democrat Bill Nelson. The Governor Scott convinced the Interior Secretary to uh, to knock Florida off the list uh, where it could come uh, where, as it relates to uh, offshore oil drilling, and uh, it certainly had no uh, political connotations whatsoever, did it? No, I'm sure not, even though I, I think that stance was maybe uh, Rick Scott he adopted about a moment before Zinke came down here. I mean, because <laughs> Scott had been drill, drill, baby, drill. I mean, everybody was drill, baby, drill uh, four years ago, six years ago. So, yeah. yeah. It look, and in fact, if you look, you may have talked about this. Some it almost looked like the uh, uh, the president and and the interior secretary were sort of uh, throwing it out there, like I'll meet one on one with all of you coastal uh, governors, and 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 then decide. And you basically get a political club. Well, let, let me just save you the suspense, Jim. Uh, everybody thinks it's great to drill everywhere, except where they are. Right. That's. That's right. how it works. You know what? The, the the guys in New Jersey, they don't want it right off the Jersey coast. The guy in Florida, they don't want Now, they're going to scream, drill, baby, drill out in, in California or Alaska. It's just, it's just not a complicated uh, approach that some people have. In fact, it's really pretty simple-minded. Well, governors uh, up on a, around the coast, uh, you know, as soon as Florida was taken off the list, they're going, well, what the heck? I mean, Georgia, I mean, they're all going, well, what about us? And uh, Well, there's no political right. connection here whatsoever, despite the fact that the sitting Republican governor would like to run against a sitting Democrat for the United States Senate. Should the governor be worried? Should he be? Should he run? And he's going to run, I think, for the U.S. Senate. Should he be worried about the Puerto Rican vote? I mean, the number of Puerto Ricans who have come to the mainland because of the hurricane damage on their island, and a lot of people are saying we're talking many, 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 many thousands of votes, and they're going to vote Democrat for the most part. They're not voting. They're not voting Republicans. Certainly after the lousy job this administration has done with Puerto Rican hurricane recovery. Uh, He is worried to the extent that he's spending a lot of time talking about the issue. Um, I think the impact of what that vote is going to have is still to be determined. Uh, I, I, the numbers would suggest it is going to be significant and the numbers historically suggest that they are democratic, but I, I don't think I would, uh, take anything for granted and, uh, I think he's paying a lot of attention to him, but I don't know if that's going to be the swing yet. And and just you 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 can't ever 
assume that Democrats are going to do anything right in a Correct. statewide race. As Florida Democrats, they just fall over yeah. themselves. No, they, they they couldn't. Like, you spot them the heads and tails, and they're going to lose a coin toss. We've just seen it over and over again. So. All right, what's coming up in the next column? All right, well, you can read about Scott Placon's uh, union-busting okay. bill, but not cop unions tomorrow. And then on uh, Sunday, I actually ho- hope this may be the culmination of a uh, – not four-year project that we've talked with you about. Four years ago, I started uh, contacting every one of the police and sheriff's departments in Central Florida about uh, body cameras and basically said, I'm going to start putting on an annual basis how many uh, cameras you have on your officers. And the first time I did this in 2014, uh, I contacted 20 different departments, uh, three had them on their uh, officers. And as of today, I got the final... uh, uh, results in there are 15 of the 20 that now are putting uh, body cameras on their officers. So that's a that's that's a, that's a big improvement, and people de- those departments deserve credit for it. And the people who live in cities that are still refusing mm-hmm. to do that uh, deserve to know about that as well. Well, good for them, and good for you as well for pushing that particular cause. All right, very good. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, Scott. Thanks. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Scott you. Maxwell, Bye. he writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, Shot Doctor, our casting call is upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.